2: April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, Details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com
3: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
1: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never
4: really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
3: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
4: This podcast is part of the Planet
0: Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here with the dashing Matt Stewart and the lovely Jess Perkins.
2: Oh, oh. dashing and lovely.
0: Hello. Hello. Everybody. Hello, majestic Dave Warnicky. That's great. But it should be majestic
1: Matt and dashing Dave, shouldn't it?
0: Fuck. And just Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go jolly Jess. Oh, that's good. But no, no, just, just Jess. Yeah, that
1: suits you. <laughs> suits
2: you real good.
0: <laughs> Not many... Fun words. That was Jay. Do they? With junk, Jay? junk dog. J- Junky
1: Jess. Junk,
2: junk dog. Juss. Junk dog Jess. Junk dog Jess. Well,
1: it's great to be here uh, with both of you. We're going to do a quick health update with all of us because, to be honest, it's not just Jess that's sick this week. We're all a bit <laughs> under the weather. Yeah, yeah.
2: sick app.
0: <laughs> fully sick.
1: Maybe because Jess made us sick because you. Always ill.
0: That's That can't possibly be my fault, and I won't be held accountable. Thank you.
1: Jess, you sent a message to our group chat before saying that it's like you're sick two weeks on and then one week off. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: you're FIFO. A I'm, I'm a FIFO. <laughs> fly
1: and fly out sickness? Yeah,
0: will, yeah. I'm at least one week on, and then two weeks I'll be fine, and then I'll get sick again.
1: But you, you're making like six grand a week or something, aren't you? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. 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 yeah
2: Working yeah. on them big rigs. I'm fucking loaded. <laughs> Trailing rigs. for oil or whatever you do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Drilling for comedy gold is what I'm just what I'm bloody doing.
1: Hey, you know where we are dr- dr- drilling for comedy gold? That's at our Melbourne live show, 100th episode next month, and uh, we've put it on sale just last week, and we've already sold nearly all of the tickets. Yeah, it's
0: so incredible. Good. So good.
2: Makes me feel. It makes me feel like I'm not sick. It makes me feel...
0: No, I still feel pretty good.
2: sick. no, no. Right in that moment, I feel good.
0: Uh, my head hurts. Like it's a going bit of back a fever. to no. All
2: right, you've brought me back to reality. <laughs> also, going to Sydney the night before our live show, which is already sold out. Dave didn't even plug it. I don't
1: bother, Don't worry no about it. No need. You can't can get just, tickets
0: even if you want out.
2: them. Yeah, but I mean, you could plug the fact that people should remember to come. Yeah, oh guys, yeah, don't good forget call. we're coming up August twenty. No, I don't
0: care. We've got their money. <laughs>
2: That's August 27th, so on uh, August 26th, I'm in Sydney. Each oh. of those, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be there, and you should too. Everyone should come. Well,
1: Jess and I will be at the Sydney show, because we'll be up there the night before our podcast, uh, on Jess's birthday, mm-hmm. and oh. uh, the next day, it is uh, our podcast, and the day after that is my birthday, which ties in a little bit to the topic this week. Oh, to okay. To
0: the topic. Is the question, when is Dave's birthday?
1: Well, it's, it's a little bit more complicated
0: than that. But Damn it! <laughs> Because I could have answered that one.
2: That would have been a real short Comfortably. Ap- yeah, he just told us. <laughs> it would have been weird. Also, I'm it pretty good at
0: remembering friends' birthdays.
1: You are pr- pretty good?
0: Yeah.
2: Not me.
1: The following event, it happened, that I'm going to talk about, it happened on my 13th birthday.
2: Okay, so okay. 1993. <laughs>
1: 2003, no. I'm not bloody your
0: age, mate.
2: Oh, sorry. <laughs> my maths is good. I always take out the one digit from the top of what an answer should be. <laughs>
0: sure, okay. So
2: I went, all right, so <laughs> 13, 13 years from 1990, and obviously I got the Y2K bug still. That's what my sickness is. And um, I reset once I hit 2000, I went back to 1990, and then the remaining three took us up to 1993.
0: No, we're going for 2013. What? No. It's 2003. <laughs> 2003. <laughs> Go, come on.
1: <laughs> Jess was like, I'm pretty good at remembering my friend's birthdays." <laughs> <laughs> Jess has <laughs> got a different
2: kind of uh, sickness. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so 2003, what happens <laughs> then?
1: All right, so well, that, that's the date of this. But um, my question to get us onto the topic is, if you had to strap a bomb to someone else, where would you strap it onto? Oh,
2: okay. okay that's What's a- the scenario? Are you, are you looking for them to explode in the biggest way? Or are you looking for it to get through <laughs> some sort of security? Because if you're trying to get it through some security, you'd strap it to their butt. Hole in their butt, <laughs> strap it to you'd the strap butt it in You'd their strap butt. it in their butt. I think, mm. um, but if you're trying to, well, actually, that might be the same answer for both. I think that would also do a lot of destruction, you'd blow them from the inside out, so to speak. I think that'd be,
0: <laughs> I'm going to yeah, agree they, with Matthew.
1: They, they, they probably wouldn't implode <laughs> into their butthole, it bomb forms that sucks a black you hole. Into your own butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, and that is how a black hole is formed. I'm reliably yeah, informed, out of a brown hole. <laughs> <laughs> From round to black <laughs> It's the k- karate
0: Okay, I'm going to agree with Matt Our answer is butthole
1: You're locking in butthole we're Well, the answer is butthole. If you had to strap a bomb to someone On August the 28th, 2003 You would strap it To their collar To their neck This, this topic
0: oh.
2: oh The neck bomber Oh you heard of this? Yeah, is this the Is it like a kidnapping?
1: Well, I, I will, we're going to get to the story It's called the Collar Bomb Heist and it was uh, suggested by Lee Moranti.
2: Oh, great name.
1: Great name. And uh, possibly saying that wrong. Lee <sighs> Moranti on Facebook. He messaged this in. He messaged a little article. Uh, to, to, to And uh, I often read the Facebook messages. And I was transfixed. Wow, okay. I'm going to try and transfix you now with the story and do justice for Lee Moranti's suggestion, the collarbum heist. So, our story takes place in the city of Erie. In the northwest corner of Pennsylvania, about 50 kilometers from the Ohio state line. Ohio! Not far from it. It's nearly an Ohio topic. Love it. Nearly claim it. I'm into it. You're there and it's a 20 minute drive.
2: Yeah. Imagine being 20 minutes from Ohio. How cool would that be? Pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, Erie, the unassuming city had a relatively low crime rate and was about to be rocked by a crime that few could
0: ever even imagine. Bum, bum, bum. How's eerie spelt? E R I E. Mhm, mhm. Wow, good.
2: that's cool. I was I was pictured it with two E's at the start.
0: Like, the word eerie. Yeah. Mm.
1: <laughs> that's what you're picturing.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Fair enough.
1: Uh, one of the residents of Erie was 46 year old Brian Douglas Wells, mm. a quiet man who had dropped out of high school at the age of 17. And worked for at least 10 years as a trusted employee of the Mamma Mia Pizzeria. Ah,
2: Leah the... Friedman's pizza shop.
0: Mm. <laughs> it started as a website and they branched out. Yeah. Pizza shops, skincare lines,
2: fat shaming articles. <laughs> well, he
1: was the pizza delivery driver delivering that and fat shaming articles to wow. people that were about to get fat. He, store. Did, he
0: delivered pizzas for 10 years.
1: At least ten years. I saw some th- places say that he'd worked there since high school for thirty years.
0: Delivering pizzas for thirty years. Yeah. Brian.
2: That's a passion. That's a passion it's for a passion self. project. Delivering happiness. Yeah, in a pizza pie.
1: On august the twenty eighth, two thousand three, my thirteenth birthday, as discussed. At the end of Wells' shift, at about one thirty PM, the pizzeria got a call. Wells' boss answered the call but complained that he couldn't hear the customer who sounded too muffled. So he handed the phone to his trusty employee. In the ten years previous to this, Wells had only ever taken one sick day to look after his sick cat. So the owner knew he could count on Brian, who took the call and was able to take the order. So he understands muffles.
0: He speaks muffles? Well, speaks his, muffle.
2: his cat's <laughs> name muffles. <laughs> so that makes sense.
1: The cat calls up and says he's sick. Is <laughs> 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 that, muffles? I'll be there.
0: I'll be right there.
1: <laughs> Too large Hawaiian. wine. All right. Bring it right away. <laughs> uh, at 2 p.m. Wells took the order of two small pepperoni pizza pies.
2: Ah, uh, pizza pie.
1: And he took down directions of where to deliver the pizzas. It was a secluded TV tower on the outskirts of town, accessible only by a small dirt road. Like I said, it was the end of Wells' shift, but he delivered those pizzas anyway. he's dedicated.
0: But to a TV tower.
1: Yeah. How how
0: do you give an address to a TV tower? Well, they had to
1: give him directions and he wrote them down. No,
0: I don't trust that. If I can't put it into Google Maps, I don't trust it.
1: You Hmm. were trusting very little before about three years ago. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, The next time Brian Wells was seen was 28 minutes later. This time, he was walking into a bank. Instead of his Mamma Mia Pizzeria uniform, he was now wearing a white shirt sporting the Guess logo and the word Guess. (gasps)
0: That's how they knew it was guess.
1: Cryptic. Uh, despite being fully able, he was uh, carrying a walking stick like a cane in his right hand and a had a strange bulge under the collar and chest area of his baggy white t-shirt. A witness described it like uh, he had a shoebox stuffed down his shirt. Okay,
2: or are you that's... just happy to see me?
0: Don't wink at me.
2: I winked at him while looking at you. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't mean to do it that way.
0: I don't know. How you did that. I don't know
2: how I did that. I'm a bit off.
0: So it's a pretty obvious bulge then, if it's like a shoebox. That's a big bulge. It's a big bulge. In in all the wrong places. Yeah. Fat shaming.
1: Well. I do you work from here?
2: Do you really? <laughs> full full disclosure.
0: Makes sense.
1: Wells then calmly passed the bank teller a note that read quote Gather employees with access codes to the vault and work as fast as as you can To fill a bag With $250,000 You only have 15 minutes I have a bomb To prove the last part Of the note Brian lifted his shirt To show off his sweet bod Slash a rectangular bomb Hanging from his neck
0: But mostly the sweet bod
1: I can tell you That Brian did not Have a sweet bod
2: <laughs> Did he have a sweet bomb?
1: Yeah Oh it so sweet It was de bomb
0: <laughs> I hate you for
1: that I do. <laughs> Self-loathing, loathing, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mispronouncing loathing, 110%. <laughs> uh, the bank teller told Wells there was no way to gain uh, access to the vault at that time, but they were able to fill a bag with $8,700 in petty cash and handed it to Brian, who seemed satisfied. But you asked for 250 Yeah, you get th-
0: 3%. That's No, you wouldn't be happy with That's that. It's pretty
1: disappointing, but yeah. Brian's happy. So satisfied uh, that before walking out of the bank, he grabbed a lollipop from the counter of the bank, which if that's an American thing, I really think we should push to employ that here in Australia. Absolutely. I've never heard that,
0: but
2: yeah, that's more of like a children's doctors thing. Yeah, but let Did us you know. You call them American children d- doctors?
0: Pediatricians.
2: Pediatricians. Yeah, 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 totally. Hey, but you know, you're saying this guy he seemed he seemed happy with that money, and you you don't think he should be? He just got. Over eight grand for doing nothing, just for asking for it. I'd be stoked with that as mm, well. Have a hey, Dave, give me, give me quarter of a million dollars.
1: I don't have access to that much now, but I can give you eight grand.
2: Happy, happy. Hand it over. Yeah. You surprised? I'm happy with that.
0: Dave, yeah. can I also have eight grand?
1: I'm afraid I've given all my eight grands to Matt.
0: Can I have something?
2: You can
1: Have a lollipop. Yeah. Got for the bank. Sweet. <laughs> <Yeah, it's fine. laughs> He got his lollipop, he got his eight grand cash, he jumped back in his car, now a wanted man.
2: Oh, so it made him more sexually attractive.
1: Money does that. Yeah, it does. Big time.
2: Instantly.
0: Big time.
1: Uh, He didn't get uh, far from the bank when 15 minutes later, he was spotted by police officers who saw him standing outside his car in a nearby car park. They then surrounded him and tossed him to the concrete and cuffed his hands behind his back. Whilst cuffed, Brian told the arresting officers that... Whilst attempting his pizza delivery, he had been jumped by, quote, a group of black men who forcibly cuffed the bomb around his neck at gunpoint and forced him to rob the bank.
0: Hmm.
2: Wow, That's things just got interesting. What's
1: the explanation. He was very convincing when he said, I'm not lying, it's going to go off. Because still in handcuffs, the officers left Wells and took cover behind their police cars. Oh, shit. So he's, he's sort of sitting in the middle of a car park, sitting up with his hands Handcuffed behind his back, and they've uh, got cars at all angles, and they just sort of you know, hide behind the doors.
0: Nice.
2: Because yeah, doors are bombproof, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cop doors.
1: Yeah. yeah well, they reinforce certainly. Yeah.
2: Reinforce, bombproof, collar bomb at least, colour, colour proof.
0: Yeah, colour yeah. <laughs> bomb. Local
1: TV stations had been tipped off as well, uh, so camera crews rocked up and began filming. The pictures going out live. For 25 minutes, Wells sat handcuffed, sat upright with the cameras and police watching on. You can actually see a video of him pleading with the officers saying, Why is nobody coming to try and get this thing off me? I don't have a lot of time. He pulled a key out and started a timer. That's what he yells at the officers. Wells can be heard asking, Did you call my boss? Maybe for an alibi or perhaps because he was worried he would get in trouble for not dropping off the pizza pies. <laughs> I told you, he's fucking dedicated.
0: God, Brian.
2: Imagine if you were waiting for a pizza pie, though. I, I like came. saying pizza pie. I don't know if you guys know that. that never, you, don't, you don't get to say it down here very often, pizza pie.
0: No,
1: two things we need. Lollipops are banks, pizza pies.
2: Yeah.
0: When you say down here.
2: Down here in, in in the podcasting studio. Right. I don't know what I meant by that at all. Yeah, Who down you do say that down here. Down here. Do you mean the
0: Southern Hemisphere?
2: Yeah, I don't know, because I reckon all of Australia just calls them pizzas, right? Yeah. You reckon all the Southern Hemisphere do?
1: Yep. Wow. pizza surprise. Out of nowhere, the bomb started making a beeping sound. Wells obviously extremely panicked. He attempted to push himself backwards as if to escape the bomb, but of course he couldn't get away. After the beeping came an explosion that ripped, ripped a gash into Wells' chest. He took a couple more breaths and died on the pavement <gasps> at 3.18 in the Holy afternoon. Holy
0: shit. Wait, I'm not
2: sure if I took all that in. What just happened? What gave him a gash?
1: The, the bomb. bomb. It exploded, ripped a hole in his chest... And then a few breaths later, he was dead on the pavement, all on live television. Oh, my
0: wow.
2: God.
1: The bomb squad arrived just three minutes later. No.
0: Man,
2: and he kept warning him. Yeah. Why, is,
0: no, why is nobody getting this thing off? But he sat there for 25 minutes. 25 minutes. And the bomb squad didn't get there. Didn't get there in Are time. Are you kidding me? Where were they?
2: Especially if his story is true, that is fucked. It's crazy.
0: That's insane. How did it take them so long?
2: No, it's not, it's not a good time. Maybe there wasn't a bomb squad 20 minutes from Ohio. Maybe they were deeper in Ohio. The
1: crime was shocking to local police, but it only became more shocking when they started searching Wells' car and examining evidence. The now-detonated bomb was examined and was, and was found to consist of two parts, a triple-banded metal collar with four keyholes and a three-digit combination lock, as well as an iron box containing two six-inch pipe bombs. So the hinge collar locked around Wells' neck like a giant handcuff.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, the device looked a little crude, but was thought to have been made using professional tools. The bomb contained two kitchen timers and one electronic countdown timer. It was also surrounded by decoy wires that ran into nothing to try and put anyone uh, who wanted to defuse the weapon off. Right. So yeah, it's, and it, so it had four keys, four keyholes, so four locks plus a combination lock. So if you wanted to get it off, you had to uh, unlock five things. Uh, The walking stick that I talked about that Wells was carrying uh, was examined and found to be a fully functioning handgun simply disguised as a cane. What? Also homemade.
2: What?
0: Oh, no. So
1: allegedly whoever gave this to him gave him the bomb and then also gave him this gun.
2: Wow. I wonder who was it. It was like James Bond gave it to him or something. Mm.
1: Uh, Police found a series of notes in Wells' car that laid out an elaborate scavenger hunt showing him the way to keys and clues that might disarm the bomb. What? A note found on Wells had instructions for him to carry out four tasks, the first of which was to rob a bank for $250,000, in a set period of time before the bomb went off. The notes were written by hand and referred to Wells as bomb hostage and contained drawings, threats and detailed maps of where he was supposed to go to try and find the keys.
0: What's the point of this?
2: Someone, some, someone's playing a fucking sick game. Is it just a sick game to you? I would have yelled that into the skies. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone
2: just yelled that. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Thanks. I needed that answer.
0: <coughs> Fair enough.
1: Uh, the note said that Wells would gain extra time with the completion of each task and at certain checkpoints would find different keys to different locks. He would then get the final key and the combination to the lock when he got to the end of the task and handed over the money. It read, quote, This powerful booby-trapped bomb can be removed only by following our instructions. Then in capital letters, Act now. Think later or you will die. Fuck.
0: But he, got, he did the, the first thing they asked him to do, but then he died anyway.
2: Because the cops stopped him. Yes, he, yeah, so he it, was it, mid-scavenger
1: hunt, so he's got the cash and he's on to task two. And then the cops, obviously...
2: So he ran out of time because they s- stopped him in his tracks.
0: Fuck.
1: In the hours after Wells' death... After finding the handwritten scavenger hunt instructions, police attempted to complete the tasks uh, in the hope that it would lead them to whoever was behind the plot to get them to the, you know, the final checkpoint and then they're standing there waiting. <laughs> uh, Wells had completed a couple of tasks before he was apprehended. This, uh, this is what it read. Exit the bank, after, the, after you go to the bank, with the money and go to McDonald's restaurant. Restaurant, misspelled. Get out of the car and go to the small sign reading drive through slash open 24 hours in the flower bed. By the sign, there was a rock with a note taped to the bottom. This has your next instructions. So Wells had driven straight there after after he left the bank with a bag of cash. He retrieved a two-page note from that flower bed as directed, Uh, and this note directed him to a wooded area several miles away, where a container with orange tape would hold the next set of instructions. Uh, Wells was on his way to find that clue when he was arrested. So. Mm. So the cops who are recreating this, they pick up the trail from there a couple hours later. They found the orange container as described, and inside they found a note directing them two miles south to a small road sign where the next clue would be waiting in a jar in the woods nearby. When they got there, they found the jar, but it was empty. It seemed whoever had masterminded the mission had called it off as soon as they'd found out police were involved. Hmm. Super creepily, perhaps that person or persons were watching their every move.
2: Because it was broadcast live on TV, they yeah. definitely would have found out about it. Big story,
1: right? Big, big. Would story. you not
0: have just gone straight to the police? Do you reckon?
2: With the bomb around your neck, yeah, so and the, say "Help the, me." Th- one of the threats was like,
1: "If you, if we see you with the police, we'll set it off." Oh
0: shit!
2: And he did. He sounded like he was a pretty, like he wasn't a. He was. He was a, a rule-following, simple man, right?
1: People speculated that uh, the guest shirt that he was wearing was. Is also possibly a message, like a a taunt, if you will, because he wasn't wearing his shirt anymore. He was wearing this big, baggy, white guest shirt, perhaps saying, can you guess who this is? Right. Who's behind this crazy crime?
3: Mm.
1: The authorities' next step was to check out the delivery location that Wells had apparently been called to, the one that was only reachable by a dirt road, and they found that it was indeed a TV transmission tower in a wooded area off of busy Peach Street. So it was pretty secluded and there was not many people around. Now, they discovered shoe prints consistent with Wells footwear and tyre tracks matching the treads on his car, but the site offered no other clues as to who may have lured him there or what happened once he'd arrived. Police were absolutely
0: perplexed. That's never good.
2: Why didn't they listen to him in the first place? Who? Yeah. The cops. I know.
0: It does
1: feel like they should have called the bomb squad a lot earlier, especially once you hear about a bank robbery where someone threatened the teller with a bomb. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. It
1: took them a long time to get there.
0: Yeah, you th- they they were aware that there was a bomb. Come on, bomb squad! Yeah,
1: and it's, it, the video is pretty chilling. It's just like it's pretty much a man pleading for his life, and then oh the, my god, a bomb goes off. Yeah. The media obviously went crazy for this mysterious case. And the day after Wells died, a reporter from the local Erie newspaper went up to the TV tower to try and get a look uh, at the crime scene and get some photos for the newspaper. But by this time, police had cordoned off the area so the reporter had to find a different way of getting to the scene. There was a lone house in the area on on Peach Street that had a long, thin backyard that backed onto the TV tower. The reporter introduced themselves to the owner of the house, one Bill Rothstein... Bill was a 59-year-old local handyman and seemed oblivious to the crime committed practically in his own backyard. And when the reporter asked if they could take a look in the backyard to, to get some photos, he said, yeah, why not? Uh, the yard was too overgrown with forest to see anything, so after 15 minutes, the reporter left Bill to it. Bill Rostein seemed like a normal guy who just happened to have a house that backed onto a crime
0: scene.
2: Seemed like yeah. a normal guy, Jess.
0: Yeah, I picked up on that too. But
1: three weeks later... Authorities' view of Rothstein would change dramatically when he made this phone call to a 911 operator. And I quote At 8645 Pete Street, in the garage, there is a frozen body. It's in the freezer.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. That's right. I'd keep it as well. There's a frozen body. A frozen body.
2: You don't want them to melt down, you don't want
0: them to defrost. There's
1: a frozen body on my bed. It's now a waterbed. Yeah. Rothstein was immediately arrested and told police that he'd been overcome with guilt. He told confused investigators that he had considered killing himself, and he'd even written a suicide note, which investigators found inside his desk. Uh, The suicide note reads, To those who cared for or about me, and then identified the body in the freezer as that of a man called Jim Roden, but this was not a confession, as he noted, I did not kill him, nor participate in his death. Uh, the weirdest part of the note was that it opened with the line, "This has nothing to do with the Wells case." <laughs> this like, is the collar bomb guy.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's weird.
2: No, with a winky face <laughs> emoji. Uh,
1: uh, so don't even bother asking any questions.
0: Nothing at all. Nothing to see here, boys. When
1: he drew a drew a, a, a picture of himself at that very moment as a cartoon villain going. <laughs> 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 (laughs) 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 I've said too much. (laughs) Uh, Bill had a lot of explaining to do, and explain it. He did. Uh, He told authorities that in mid-August, he'd received a phone call from his ex-girlfriend, a lady called Marjorie Deal Armstrong.
0: I'd break up with Marjorie too, I reckon.
1: No? No good? No good. Marge.
0: Margie. No good at all.
1: Or jury. (laughs) Jury. (laughs) Jury. Sorry? you say jerry? No, Jury. (laughs) My name's Jury. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about how he'd received a call from his ex-girlfriend, Marjorie oh, Deal yes, Armstrong. Sorry. A woman that he dated in the 1970s, so a long time earlier. Uh, Marjorie told him that she had shot her boyfriend, James Roden, in the back with a shotgun in a dispute over money. She asked Bill Rothstein to help remove Roden's body and help her clean up the crime scene in her house. And Bill must have really liked his ex-girlfriend because he said yes.
0: No! You're not doing that for your ex-boyfriend? I'm not doing that for you guys, and you are not my ex-boyfriends. You're two of my favourite people in the world, and I would not do that. Hang on, Matt, you'd help me cover up a crime, surely? Um, Rock solid
2: Matt. Yeah, alright.
0: You would not. You would not. You're the biggest pacifist of all of us. I, yeah, but the crime, i mean,
1: the murder's already committed, mate.
0: Yeah, i am I'm not I'm helping you clean up and not calling hide you up a about body. A murder, Matt. I'm calling you up about a cleaning a job. Cleaner? I love to help clean. You're a great cleaner. Love cleaning. That's, that's true. He that does that love cleaning. Moved house?
2: I've great. always, yeah, I've always got the mop at the ready.
0: Anytime we have a we have a do go on little dinner here, he always does the dishes. I do Honestly, like you know? sure always
2: do. clean as do. you go. That's what I say with with cooking and with murder. I always say that clean as you go.
1: Mm, you do say that Perfect. And that time that I got blood all over the plate You cleaned it up really <coughs> well
2: I did That plate is buried deep in, in the forest No one will ever find it
0: <laughs> So you can trust
1: this guy Jess, I can't trust you anymore No,
0: God no Don't trust me Don't call me in that instance
1: Well, Bill Rosteen is a better friend than you Okay, To Marjorie, fine. Than good. you are to us Because Great. he wrapped the body in tight plastic what? As you always should Matt says this a lot And he kept the corpse in a chest freezer in his garage uh, the body had been there for five weeks whilst he painstakingly melted down the murder weapon, and uh, the, the shotgun, and <coughs> scattered the pieces around the county.
2: Wow. I mean, that that all sounds like a, a lot of effort to go to, and he's, he's why is he coming clean all of a sudden? Guilt. Uh. He's
1: guilty. Marjorie. Well, this the next step was to chop up the body into tiny pieces. Oh,
0: come on. But Bill
1: couldn't. Rostein, a great guy, again, he told authorities that he just couldn't do it. He had called the police and turned himself in because of his serious guilt, but also because he was scared to death that Marjorie would kill him, as she was a bit of a psychopath. Yeah, wow. no
0: shit. That's why they broke up the first time.
2: But also, maybe that's why he was scared into saying yes. Because c- she's a
0: psycho.
1: Yeah, because I'll tell you a bit about Marjorie. She'd been suspected of murder in the past, and in fact, Roden, who she who she shot in the back with a shotgun, was the fourth partner who had a suspicious death linked to her. Oh, Oh my my God, God. Marjorie.
0: Marjorie, learn to use your words. This is the first one. She shot the
1: first one in the 70s seven or eight times whilst he slept, and she got off on self-defense as the man had allegedly been abusing her. While he slept. While he slept. Uh, One of her partners had hanged themselves in suspicious circumstances, and another apparently slipped and hit his head on the coffee table, and he died.
0: Slipped and hit, hit his head. She's had a
2: lot of bad luck.
1: A lot
0: of bad luck. She's unlucky Unlucky in love. In love. <laughs> Marjorie, just like, okay, he didn't pick up his socks or... But, like, just talk to him about it. Jesus.
2: No, she's just been unlucky. You don't
0: have to fucking murder them.
1: What? Surely, Jess, you've gotten pissed off at someone and thrown their head into a coffee table in a fit of rage.
0: <laughs> no, but I have hanged them.
1: <laughs> right. Obviously. All right.
0: Every time I get into an argument. So
1: you're either a Jess or a Marjorie, and Marjorie's both... <laughs> She's angry and she's hit someone. <laughs> on the That's how it works.
0: <coughs> she crazy, Marjorie.
1: No. Uh, well, she's a bit crazy actually. Uh, Erie is a small city and like a small town, most people knew each other there, especially of a similar age. And back in school, Ma- Marjorie was known for her extreme intelligence, but also for her extreme mood swings. Later on, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and she appeared unable to control her non-stop rapid-fire speech. So she uh. She's a pretty loud and opinionated lady. If she didn't like you, she'd let you know, and then she'd hang you.
2: <laughs> I think that's all you can ask for. Bipolar. Know, from a friend. Honesty. Honesty and, you know, a quick death.
0: Bipolar a does a not ra- make you kill people. No. It doesn't. It doesn't no, it at all. No, it doesn't. I just wanted to make that very clear. I don't think that's what Dave was suggesting. No, I know he wasn't. I'm just saying that, like, I just want everybody to be very clear.
1: I haven't finished <laughs> describing Marjorie yet. Oh, God. In 1984, investigators found 400 pounds of butter. And more than <laughs> s- <laughs> Where was it? <laughs> and more than 700 pounds of cheese. <laughs> nearly all of it rotting inside her trash-strewn
0: house. <laughs> so She's 11, a hoarder 11, of 11, dairy. 1,100
1: pounds of rotting <laughs> dairy.
0: <laughs> Holy shit, Marjorie. Margarine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! She fucking hates margarine. Matt, what was that noise? <laughs> I don't
2: know, but edit it out, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Matt's trying out a new laugh, and it's <laughs> not going well.
0: Oh He's my like, god! Jess gets a lot Just of
1: praise for her laugh, and so no? Matt's like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cash in on this." Uh,
2: Jess Uh-oh. always tells me that I should laugh more, so I was just giving it a go. i <laughs> not
0: say that. I just, I go again? It's just always so nice when you actually hear an audible laugh from you. i yeah,
2: will try to let can, one out. See if we can
1: trick
2: you. Well, it, it was a very funny line. I thought it deserved a laugh. I just didn't have one to give. <laughs> that's, that's I think it took so you I'd by tried surprise. I try to manufacture one. Go
0: again, Jess. Margarine.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, is that yeah, right? that's good. That
1: was less fake than the, the supposed <laughs> real laugh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why did she have butter and cheese? I don't don't know. Why did she have so much of it?
2: (laughs) That's a a good question, Dave. You here with the answers?
1: How long, how long before butter starts to rot? I think I'm crying. Does it, butter rot? No. Is it mold? you got to try. you got to try real hard to make it rot.
2: Yeah, I think my, butter butter has a fairly lengthy shelf life. And
1: to be honest, it would be pretty easy to slip over and hit on a coffee table if there was butter. <laughs> Maybe like, that's the weapon she uses. Yeah. Like... Butter. She just yeah. up. She buttered up that rope real good and he slipped onto it. Yeah, and then and <laughs> then buttered,
2: buttered the uh, the block that he was standing on. He said, just stand up here on this block. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh
1: no! And seven hundred pounds of cheese. Oh, first question is: Is it all the one cheese? we talking like a tasty, or is there like a hundred grams of feta, three hundred grams
2: of right? Blue Maybe it's just cheese. a
0: cheese platter. Four, a really big. I don't. One. Is that 40, a lot
2: of cheese?
1: 40, 700 pounds.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a lot. Is it?
0: Yeah, so do, I'll
1: do a pounds to kilos for you. Okay. Pounds are
2: less than kilos, right?
1: Yeah, but it's still three hundred, nearly 320 kilos of cheese.
2: 320 kilos of cheese. That's a lot. That's a lot of cheese. No, you're and right. Butter, that is quite a bit of cheese. And
1: butter, we're talking 180 kilos of rotting butter.
2: 180 kilos, that's a lot of butter. That's oh, like a whole room of butter.
1: I uh, I haven't finished... Well, she's got the butter room. She's also got a poo room. Excuse me? <laughs> she's got a poo room. What? A poo room. <laughs> Several hundred pounds. No. No, investigators had to wear masks and suits to search her house on account of all the fleas and excrement that were in every room. Especially the poo room. What the fuck? What the (laughs) fuck? There's pounds
0: of cheese and butter and there's fleas and poo. She's batshit crazy. Oh, yeah. She's fucking crazy. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, firstly, how did she have several... How did she get boyfriends to kill? Oh, she had heaps. She sounds... Disgusting. She's
1: killed four and the fifth one likes her so much that he's helping her.
0: No, I think he fears her. her body. Rightly so. Holy shit. Um, what? What? Okay. Animal feces or her feces? I couldn't confirm. Oh. I did a lot of googling
1: and I hit image and I regretted it.
0: <laughs> poo room. He's well, going straight to the poo photos. room.
2: Ah, that's good too. <laughs> It's a quote from a movie.
1: So she, uh, look it, look, mm. she says, it, looks into the John Ball every night and goes, straight to the poo room. <laughs> <laughs> Let me scoop you out. Put you with the others. Why does she just
0: poop in the poo room? She's is? not
1: an animal, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> She's not disgusting. Oh. God damn it. You've got to keep the cheese separate from the butter and the butter separate from right. the poo.
0: You can't poo with your cheese. <laughs> 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 Matt? Ha 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 ha
1: now, um, this <laughs> sentence, next sentence is going to absolutely blow your mind. Psychiatrists deemed her mentally incompetent seven times before a judge finally ruled she was uh, fit to be tried in the Thomas case, which is the, the first man she'd shot. She'd shot seven or eight times, meaning that she would have had to. This is the man that was asleep when she shot him. Meaning she would have had to have emptied the gun and then reloaded it and oh. then kept shooting. But she was acquitted of that because of her mental state. Now, I don't know whether or not she did kill all four of her partners, but she'd killed at least two, so Bill Rothstein knew he shouldn't fuck with her. Sure. Again. Also, he wanted access to that sweet cheese. <laughs> oh, baby.
0: Oh, so, so gross. Uh,
1: the next day, uh, this is after Rothstein's come to the cops and told him about the frozen body in his freezer, Marjorie Deal Armstrong was arrested for the murder of Roden, the man in mm-hmm. the freezer. hmm 16 months later, in January 2005, she pled guilty, but she pleaded guilty but mentally ill and was sentenced to 7 to 20 years in a state prison. Wow. Taking into account her mental state. Uh, Bill Rothstein, the man that had confessed, he soon died of lymphoma that he'd been battling. Oh, no. So maybe another reason he was confessing his guilt. And for a couple of years, police were under the belief that Brian Wells' death and the body in the freezer metres from where he'd uh, been set upon and had the bomb strapped to his neck was merely an incredible coincidence. Authorities conducted a thousand interviews, but had no real clue as to who had strapped the bomb to Wells on that day. But then in April 2005, the federal police got a phone call from a state police officer who had just met with Marjorie Deal Armstrong in prison about an unrelated homicide. Rothstein's suicide note, it seemed, was a lie. Deal Armstrong had said that Roden's murder had everything to do with the collar bomb plot.
2: What? what?
1: So the man in the freezer, she's alleging, is actually connected to Wells having the collar bomb strapped around his neck. Right. When the feds met with Marjorie, she told them that if they could arrange her a transfer to a minimum security prison in Cambridge Springs... A facility much closer to Erie.
0: Cambridge Springs sounds like more like a day spa.
1: It does sound good, doesn't it? Yeah. A minimum security day spa. Minimum
0: security, and they have like craft, crafternoons. Oh. And then she can shit in any room she wants. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's I made heaven. A, I made a statue. Okay, Marjorie, it's poo. Yeah, yeah it went, I knew okay. that was coming. I knew <laughs> that was coming. <laughs> Every time I get my hopes up, I think, maybe she's found the Play-Doh, but she <laughs> She's never found it once. She's poo-do. poo 100 out of 100 days now,
2: poo.
0: Matt, your favourite. Matt, poo go on, hey?
2: <laughs> yeah, please.
0: Art from poo.
2: Play doo-doo.
3: <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button,
1: Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's
4: just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
3: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online.
1: Uh, Involved in the plot She admitted that she knew about it This is Marjorie And that she supplied the kitchen timers That were used in the bomb And that she was within a mile of the bank At the time of the robbery But that was a coincidence According to Marjorie Sure She also said Wells The dead pizza delivery driver Was not just a victim But he'd been in on the plan And so was Rothstein The man who had turned her in for Roden's murder The man with the freezer Whose garden backs on to the TV tower In fact, she asserted that Rothstein had masterminded the whole thing. What? So she was pinning pinning it on a man who'd just died.
2: Pinning it on a dead man. Classic work from Marjorie. Classic
0: Marge. Come on, Marge. Uh,
1: But authorities finally started putting two and two together, and they started to suspect the eccentric genius sitting in front of them, who had uh, formed for at least two murders, might actually be behind it all. Of course, uh, Marjorie denied this from the get-go, but the case started to build against her when investigators found four separate witnesses that all testified that she'd talked about the crime in intimate detail. So it was a bit of a slip up. <laughs> S- slight, slight, mm. slight miscue. Forgot I got drunk at the pub. Told t- everyone. Told the whole small town my plan.
0: Oh, should,
1: whoops. Should not have tweeted at Erie Police, <laughs> but did. <laughs>
0: Hey, we've all tweeted at Erie Police. Oh, we've done at one stage or another.
1: We've all admitted crimes to the Erie Police. <laughs> one. Uh, one of the uh, four witnesses that had come forward uh, had uh, kept notes of the conversation, which in itself is quite suspicious. Yeah, uh, but they said, which included uh, Dealy or Deal Armstrong. This is Marjorie's assertions that she killed Roden. Quote Deal because...
2: Armstrong. Yeah, <laughs> noticed that before. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> one small murder for man <laughs> uh, So D. L. uh Apparently she'd told one of them And he'd written this down That he, that she'd uh, killed Roden, the man in the freezer Because he, he was going to tell about the robbery And that she had uh, Killed him To stop him from talking about a crime That she'd already told four people about
0: Sure that seems reasonable yeah
1: Sure uh, This man also claimed the witness That she'd helped measure Wells neck for the bomb. Cuz he was apparently in on it according to these people. Sure. A few months later, the police got another big break when a witness came forward to say that an ex television repairman turned crack dealer, <laughs> love a slashy, love a slashy actor singer, TV repairman crack dealer, double threat. Double.
0: Mhm.
1: Wish I had a second threat.
0: Hey. What's your first
2: threat?
1: Violence. <laughs> <laughs> my go-to
2: you're one and only threat
0: you are yeah you are very violent I will get violent
2: ironically your only (laughs) yeah your only threat is slashing people
0: (laughs) I really want to be a Mm. slasher
2: (laughs) alright
1: straight for the neck (laughs) every time got one move and it works
0: hey why improve on perfection thank you Mm -hmm.
2: do one thing do it well you're not a you're a master of one yeah
1: so we've got this slashy, ex-television repairman, I haven't said his name yet, the slash crack dealer. His name's Kenneth Barnes, and uh, one of the This uh, That's not a good crack
0: dealer name. Kenneth Barnes? No, what it should you be you? Skull. <laughs> Skull Barnes. <laughs> Kenneth yeah. Skull.
2: Kenny Barnes is a cool name, though. Yeah,
0: but it's not a for a crack, crack dealer.
2: dealer. Sounds like a country singer or an yes. Aussie pub rock guy.
0: Yeah. It should be... Okay, good name for a crack dealer. Cracky. Cracky...
1: Cracky Joe? No,
0: that's a bit obvious.
1: Cocaine Joe. Cocaine <laughs> Huh? Uh, put him off. Put him off the scent.
0: Heroin Jim. People
1: go up to cocaine, cocaine Joe and they go, you got any crack? And he goes, how'd you know? Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah. Crack
2: cocaine. Oh, he's got them all. I don't know the difference.
0: <laughs> anyway, never mind. Dig on.
1: So Kenneth Barnes, apparently he was also involved. This TV repairman slash crack dealer, our slashy, Kenny Barnes, is involved who was an old friend of Marjorie's, uh, had... Oh, st- old friend, hey? Uh, uh, probably an old
0: fishing pal. Oh, yeah. Did not know what that... F- fishing for dick, Marjorie. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Well, fish taco, eh, Marjorie? <laughs> hey?
0: Do you reckon she just used the butter as lube?
2: <laughs> I've got no doubt about it. Oh, that's
0: nasty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Only if she uh, she can't get to the shit room. She uses yes. sometimes. She uses like shit it? for lube. You the... take your pick. Look. Or cheese. <laughs> dick cheese.
1: Oh, man, I think I'd pick the cheese.
2: Would you really? Yeah. Butter, butter all the butter. way, surely. Butter, yeah. Natural lubricant, cheese. Mother nature's lube. <laughs> butter. Cheese.
1: Butter. Mother nature's hardened lube.
2: <laughs> I know. I know you like lube to. should be you're hard. You're a rough rider, but um, yeah, cheese Louise. All right, cheese Louise. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm That's sorry
1: for starting this. Well, they call me. They call me Cheese Louise. <laughs> <laughs> cheese Louise, this way. Oh, you, you've heard of me. <laughs> Are you, you're going to be sharing a sale with Cokehead Joe,
0: <laughs> the crack dealer.
2: We are. You're talking soft cheeses, right?
0: You're talking like a like I'm a, talking
1: a blue,
2: a veiny blue, a veiny
1: blue,
0: <laughs> in all
1: respects. Oh, but Barnsey, our uh, our our fish fisherman, old friend of Marjorie, according to a witness, had spoken openly about the plan. And his brother-in-law had turned him in when Barnes was already in jail on uh, an unrelated drug charge.
0: I mean, he's already in jail.
1: So the, yeah, the oh. brother-in-law wants to get rid of him once and for all. So now facing even more time behind Barnes, behind bars, Barnes, <laughs> Barnes, he agreed to a deal that would see him get a reduced sentence if he told them everything he knew about the collar bomb heist. So now he's grassing at Marge.
2: Oh, grassing.
1: Uh, Barnes told them exactly what they suspected—that Marjorie was indeed the mastermind—and he gave them a motive as well. She needed the money so that she could pay Barnes to kill her father.
0: Oh for fuck's sake, Marjorie! Who she
1: believed was blowing his fortune—money that she expected to inherit. Oh, one you day.
0: little shit! <laughs> Fuck but you! Also, she got away with four murders.
1: Why don't you just do it yourself?
2: Yeah, she's raising money to stop someone losing her money.
0: She's a piece of shit.
2: Just ra- i mean, just raise the money for you. Don't kill your dad or kill your dad. You don't have to raise yeah. the money.
1: Well, I think that what you do is you tell Barnsley, hey, kill my dad, and then when I get the inheritance, you can have it.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: She's doing it very inefficiently. Oh,
1: right. And then oh. she's made this crazy scavenger hunt. Which yeah, makes
2: which it sound like maybe it's not true. Mm. Or maybe she's not fully stable. Well, we know that. Of mind. We know that. Yeah, we know body. That
1: seven times. She's, been she's also
2: not stable of bowel. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fill a room. <laughs> The stable bow. Oh, Although she could have been working on it for hey, quite do a while. You did
1: not fill a room in a day. No.
2: That's, hey,
1: hey, hey. <laughs> as they say. Mm. As
2: they say. It takes a, takes, a, takes a whole village to fill a room full of shit. That's what they say, isn't it? That's
0: yeah, true. I think that's the saying, yeah. yeah. I have that in a tapestry above my fireplace. It's beautiful.
2: But you yeah, only have, like, the beautiful thing with tapestry, you just have to say, takes a whole village, dot, 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 and everyone else knows <laughs> yeah. that what that, that finishes. With. Yeah. To fill a room full of shit. Yeah, yeah.
1: well... well yeah. Obviously. Why waste precious tapestry? Yeah, it precious takes precious, ages. Increase yeah. the font size mm-hmm. yeah. on the first three words. Yeah. yeah. Great. Four, takes a village. <laughs> nah, I just reckon it takes a like, you're a know, village it. to fill a whole shit room full of shit. Yeah, if you say it, it I, dun, know dun, what, dun. I know where you're going.
2: Yeah. We know, we
0: know. I get it.
1: So Barnsley's come forward, our fisherman. And he's grassing up Marjorie big time. But being a genius, a little unhinged, and extremely arrogant, I will say, Marjorie still thought that she could outsmart the police. Uh... Even when they presented this raft of new evidence against her, including four witnesses that had heard her talk about it, one's taken notes, and Kenneth Barnes, who's in on the plan, she got very angry in the interrogation and started swearing at the police and at her own attorney. Good. In an attempt to prove her innocence, she agreed to drive around Erie with the police... In order to point out where she was on the day Wells robbed the bank, during the drive she admitted to being at several of the locations linked to the crime and the scavenger hunt. She told the agent she would provide she wouldn't provide any more information without receiving an immunity letter. I guess hoping that they'd need uh, that they'd need her to give them more information for them to really understand the purpose of the whole crime. So she's like, oh, I obviously know a little bit, but uh, if you let me off, I'll tell you all of it. Mm. But the police had already heard enough. They didn't need Marjorie to reveal all the details to fully understand this possibly misunderstandable crime. Uh, and when I wrote that, I was like, "Misunderstandable? Can't believe that's the real world."
2: Misunderstandable, <laughs> ran through is. my mind a few times.
0: Misunderstandable. I like it.
1: Wrote it out. It did not give me a red line, so hopefully that's enough.
0: That's
2: you're, enough. You're a, you're a, you're our misunderstandable. Yes? Me,
0: yeah. Thank you. No worries. Like Miss Congeniality, yeah. I'm Misunderstandable. Dave's
2: our Master Understandable, <laughs> and I'm our Sir Understandable, Oh, which is what you it's what you call old people. Sir. Hello, yeah.
1: Sir. Sir, do you need some help off the ground? You've had <laughs> a fall. <Grandpa. laughs> do you know where you are?
2: Yeah. Grandpa Understandable.
0: Yeah, that's you.
2: That's the name of my first.
0: And last. And last. Novella. Crack
1: dealer. Your crack dealer's grandpa, understandable. Yeah.
0: See, like, that's a good crack dealer crack name, and Joe. Grandpa, <laughs> understandable.
1: Grandpa,
2: understandable. But yeah. I? I don't think I fully enunciated those words, but you know what I'm saying.
0: Grandpa understandable. Was what came out then.
2: Thanks for having me, you guys. That, so yeah, that's really good. Thanks for having me, you guys. It's been really good to be on the show.
0: <laughs> Bye, mate.
1: Uh, in July 2007, <laughs> nearly four years after Wells had died. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Erie called a news conference about a major development in the case. (gasps) It was announced that the investigation was finally over. Marjorie and Barnsey were charged with carrying out the sensational crime, a plot that allegedly Deal Armstrong had put into motion. It was also announced that other conspirators were involved in the crime and they were named at the press conference. Bill Rothstein was one, the guy whose house backed onto the, the TV tower the man who had also died of cancer, so he could not be charged, and also Wells, the purported victim, was another, also dead, so unchargeable. It was alleged that Wells had been in on the plan from the start. He had agreed to rob the bank wearing a fake bomb, and the scavenger hunt was just to get-out-of-jail alibi if he got caught. He could say, Oh, I was only robbing the bank because I thought I'd die. Genius. Shit. At some point in the scheme, however, unbeknownst to Wells himself, the fake bomb became a real bomb, and the scavenger hunt became a real race against the clock. The FBI concluded that the entire scavenger hunt was a hoax. The bomb was rigged such that any attempt to remove it would set it off. Wells was destined to die no matter what he did. Oh my god. Whoa. Presumably, Marjorie hoped to keep him alive long enough to get the cash from him and then blow him up to cover up her own tracks. Bitch and then use that money to pay Barnsie to kill her dad to get more money.
0: Oh my god.
1: Barnsie himself pled guilty in September 2008 to the conspiracy and weapons charges involved in the collar bomb plot. Because of his uh, prior convictions, he was sentenced to 45 years behind bars, but he agreed to testify against Marjorie in the hope of getting his sentence reduced. Ugh. But Marjorie didn't go to trial for some time as she was found to be mentally unfit. Can you believe that?
2: Shit bags?
1: Shit bag, <laughs> bag full of cheese, bag full of butter. You tried to you br- to uh, bribe the jury. One bag of shit, two bags of cheese, three bags of butter.
2: Wow, that's the order I'd do it in.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed.
2: Actually, oh. no. I'd do it in no bags of shit.
0: Interesting. Uh,
2: three bags of cheese.
0: Two bags of butter.
2: Sure, great.
1: <laughs> Use more cheese than
0: butter. Yeah, you have a cheese party.
1: Uh, She did uh, eventually regain her mental health and she was diagnosed with glandular cancer and told she had only three to seven years to
2: live. It's like a ticking time bomb around her neck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what she was thinking.
0: Karma.
1: The uh, prosecutor decided to go ahead with the trial anyway. Barnes, the most important witness, took the stand and named Marjorie as the mastermind of the heist and the person who had put the team together. She had contacted her old boyfriend, Bill Rothstein, the man with the freezer, and reached out to Wells, our pizza delivery driver, who, uh, who, it turns out, needed cash really quickly. Apparently, Wells had been seeing a sex worker twice a month for about five years. With the help of his friend, Ken Barnes, Barnsie, the crack dealer, he bought crack, which he then gave to the sex worker in exchange for sex. But in the weeks before the robbery, Wells had fallen into debt with his crack dealer's and needed cash to pay them off.
2: Jeez. Oh, my God. Why didn't he just pay her in cash?
0: Yeah. Why is he paying her in crack?
1: I don't know. It's crazy.
0: That's so weird. Should I reckon, would it not be cheaper in cash sh- than yeah. crack?
1: I don't know. The exchange rate's pretty good over there. <laughs> in Pennsylvania.
0: That's so should strange. Have, should
1: have paid her in pepperoni pizza pies.
0: Five years he we was seeing her as well.
2: Wait, has this whole thing been in Pennsylvania?
0: Yeah. Huh. Near the Ohio border.
2: Wow. And they touch each other. Two of my favorites. Pennsylvania and Ohio. Wow, I'm gonna stand I'm gonna straddle that border one day and ride it.
1: Oh, that will be so good. that will be so so good. Do they good. have a
2: tri state area? Don't tell me the third state's another banger. If it's another one of the greats, I will. Cheese my pants. I couldn't think of anything that was relevant to You might show. you
0: might have to go do that one yourself, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't see. Oh, that Matt. was another good laugh.
1: I don't know if, this, if you can. This is a good save, but it looks like you can straddle Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia all wow, at the same time. Wow, West
2: Virginia, Mountain Mama. But to do that, that can't you, be the line here, Mountain Mama.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that's probably it.
2: Country road.
0: But to do
1: that, you have to swim across a river. It looks like.
2: Yes, I'm up for it. Happy to do that. Yeah.
1: Happy to swim across so, the Ohio River. What? Yeah. So style. they
2: are inside that river is where the uh, the three states meet. Oh,
0: that's nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. Imagine if right. there's otters in that river. Inside Get the
0: out.
2: river. Get out. I, I'm not just imagine.
0: Too much. Can't <laughs> handle it. No, stop it. Big
1: shout out to West Virginia, who we do not shout out to enough.
2: Well, the mountain mamas out there.
0: Mountain mama.
2: That can't be right, can it? What does that mean? I don't
0: know. Okay, I'm Oh, I'm so confused. Okay, so it
1: turns out that Wells was probably in on it the whole time.
0: That's fucked. I I cared for him.
2: <laughs> well, I still do. He got his chest ripped out Yeah, was so a it, bomb he thought was fake. I
0: wonder at what point he, he was found out. To, no, he, was, but
2: he was trying to well, raise money for crack to perf his sex work. I'm worker. aware of
0: that. Oh, the question I was asking was I wonder at what point he realised the bomb was real. Well, at some point in the scheme... Unbeknownst to
1: Wells, the fake bomb became a
0: real one, yeah. and the
1: scavenger hunt became real.
2: But right? at the same time, he knew he's going. It's going to go off. Why isn't anyone trying to take it off me? So he knew, right? Yeah. Maybe when they put it on, Marjorie went. It's oh, by real, the way, it's hell. real.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, what happened was on the witness stand, according to Ken Barnes, the crack dealer, he alleged that Wells only discovered the bomb was uh, in fact real when he delivered the pieces to the Pizza Tower as as planned. Mm-hmm. He was tackled as he tried to sprint away and locked into the device at gunpoint. Oh. Right. Okay. When he discovered, hang on, that's a real fucking bomb. He probably, he probably yeah. put that on.
0: I think at that point he probably knew it was real. <laughs> yeah. I think that was it. Thank you for answering my question.
1: Uh, Marjorie took the witness stand to defend herself and, of course, denied all of this. Over five hours, she ridiculed her own lawyer, cried. <laughs> she kept saying, "Is that your argument? That's stupid." Uh, she cried. She shouted. She screamed profanities across the, across the courtroom. More than 50 times in five hours, the judge sought to cut her off, being like, all right, obstruction, you know, whatever. Objection, quiet, quiet, stop, stop, stop. 50 times. Didn't always work. She denied having even ever met Wells. She was like, I only heard of him the day he was on the news. I don't even know this guy. The jury deliberated for 11 hours and found her guilty on all charges. She was convicted of armed bank robbery, conspiracy to commit armed bank robbery, and of using a destructive device in the crime.
0: Oh, Matt's just Googled her and shown me a picture of her. Like, she looks fucking crazy. She and she looks like the type of woman who's going to be swearing in a courtroom. And, oh,
1: and there's videos of her like when she's being, she's in an orange jumpsuit in the photo mats. Mm-hmm. And I've seen videos of her um, yelling at the press and stuff, calling them liars. She
2: looks like a rock star to me. She looks like someone who would have been... She, If you told me she was a rock legend, I would have believed you.
1: <laughs> what if I told you that she was a rock legend? I believe you. Great. Uh, all in all, she was sentenced to life plus 30 years. Because so you've got a big sentence.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not the most realistic, is it? You've got to serve your entire life and then some. Yeah, what does that what mean, What does that mean? Though? Are we going to keep your body in that cell for well, another 30
1: years? Sometimes serial killers get sentenced to like 996 years jail.
2: Because life does mean... You can get out if you're sentenced to life, can't yeah, you? Yeah, you
1: can. But if you get life plus 30 years, it's pretty hard. It makes it tricky. Especially mm. if you're dying of cancer. Oh, yeah. Good point. Brian Wells' family continue to deny that he had any involvement with the case to this very day, maintaining that he was an innocent victim of a sick crime. To be
2: honest, that's hard to argue that he had nothing to do with it, because he was there. I mean, there's footage of him blowing up. So he was definitely involved, even if, if it was just, just the victim.
0: I mean, he's not wrong,
1: but... Thank you. Uh, Kenneth Barnes was sentenced to 45 years initially, but because of his testimony against Marjorie, that was brought down to 20 years. And Marjorie herself, final note here, Marjorie Deal Armstrong died in prison of natural causes on April 4th, 2017, so not very long ago. Oh, a couple
0: of months ago. Wow. Jeez.
2: I, d- I really didn't know much about this story at all. No. Leaving
1: Barnes the only one still alive, presumably still in prison. because Wells Wow. Wells got blown up, Rothstein had cancer, Marjorie died in prison of cancer, and Kenneth Barnes the only one left.
2: Has, has uh, Kenny Barnes released any albums since being in prison? He
1: has... Prison's really stopped his workflow. Wow. His output is... It'll do that. Little to none.
0: He's yeah. just getting a lot of reading and, and cardio in.
2: Oh, wow, okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's writing some tunes. Probably mm. doesn't have a lot of time to record.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: But that is the story of the Collar Bomb heist, sometimes also called the Pizza Bomber.
0: Pizza Bomber. I kind of like that better, to be honest.
2: Have you been getting hungry during this episode? Always. I'm always thinking about pizza. There are people out there who have definitely ordered a pizza during this episode.
1: that'd be great. I kind of want pizza I'm hoping that the pizza delivery driver doesn't rock up with a neck. A bomb neck. (laughs) With
2: a neck. He's a rugby player. Yeah, I was going
0: to say, we want only rugby players delivering our pizza from now on. (laughs) We want necklace freaks. (laughs) Necklace freaks
1: wanted, All (laughs) right, for pizza delivery. For a
0: very specific pizza delivery company. Wow, what but a is story. It,
1: that is an absolutely crazy story. I was absolutely hooked when I first read, read that. So thank you, Lee Morant, for suggesting that. If you know any other crazy stories that we may not have heard of over here in Oz, or maybe we've just missed, uh, you can always uh, suggest them. Cause, it's man, that, oh, so
2: that, that was only suggested one time? One time we wow. have suggested. Amazing.
0: Because when you said it, I was thinking about, um, it was later than that, but wasn't there like a, it was here in Melbourne and there was a, uh, school yeah, a schoolgirl girl? Yeah, that's the little... one I was thinking it was going to be. Yeah, me too, be. yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that was... I didn't know it was in
2: Melbourne, but I do remember there was a schoolgirl... i sure it was collar, in Melbourne. Collar bomb, and she sort of had a bit of the... Didn't she have a bit of the uh, Stockholm Syndrome, maybe? Oh, I don't know. I'm remember. only very vague what on the memory. What happened to her? I, I can't... I'm very vague on the memory, but yeah. I just remember there being a collar bomb. Yep. And it being in the news. Wow.
1: Well, perhaps... But it wasn't a episode. real
0: bomb.
2: Was that um, Was that voted on by the patrons?
1: That, well, I, would, I should have said that at the start. So I put three topics mm-hmm. into the uh, the Patreon uh, vote. What happens is I put three topics in for my upcoming episodes and then uh, anyone who's a patron of ours gets to vote on them. I put three in there, as I always do. The topic was murder and crime. Oh, good one. And on. that one, there's some other great topics in there, which I won't spoil because I'd like to do them another time. That got over 50% of the vote. Wow. People were keen to And what them. was
2: it called in the vote?
1: Are uh, the collarbomb heist.
2: Collarbomb heist, yeah, that is it catchy. Sounds,
1: it sounds intriguing. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
2: I'd click on that.
1: Me too. And hopefully you're listening to this and you have. Uh, we would like to thank some people that c- contribute to our Patreon, but before we do that, we are part of Planet Broadcasting. It's an amazing uh, broadcasting network of some really cool uh, Aussie podcasts. And one of our absolute favourites is, of course, Two in the Think Tank, recorded in this very room by yes. our very good friends, Alastair Trumbly Birchall and Andy Matthews. Two of
0: the funniest people I've I've ever met.
1: Two stand-up comedians and TV comedy writers. And on their show, which Matt has been a guest on.
2: I have a couple of times times over the years.
1: And Jess and I are hoping one day we will get to be invited. One day
0: we'll get the call. To such a cool show. Oh my God. Uh,
1: What happens on the show is that they uh, each week have to think of five sketch ideas. In real time they think of the uh, sketch ideas. And it's it's bloody hilarious the, the ridiculous things that they come up with. And because they are our brothers in arms on Planet Broadcasting Network... To spread the, the good word about their show, here is a little excerpt of one of the episodes and hopefully it will become your new favourite podcast.
2: Second favourite.
1: Your new second favourite podcast. Is
4: is there anything else that we could be putting in sausages other than meat? Just a sausage do, would, full of cream. But would people use it for sex or... I don't know, do you think But also, like, you don't have sex with it in the way that you're picturing you would have sex okay, with a okay, sausage. So I'm... You would have sex with it in the way you would have sex with a person... <laughs> Well, I have sex with people in the way that I have sex with a sausage. <laughs> Imagine going to the supermarket and buying a single sausage. Yeah. You Just wouldn't be able, to do, wouldn't be able to do it without smirking. <laughs> but what about other things that could come in sausages? Like, I don't want to say inspirational quotes. <laughs> By the way, this is our 80th episode. I feel like that's momentous oh, That's, in that's some very way. impressive. What's, what's interesting about the number 80 is that if you hold it on the side, it kind of looks like two eyes and an open mouth, sort of ready to eat a sausage. <laughs> Um, All right, uh, thank you guys so much. Wait, no, I think we've got to come up with an idea maybe with a sausage in it. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody.
1: Well, if you like what you heard there, that is two in the Think Tank. You can check them out on uh, wherever you download this podcast. They'll be there. Okay, we'd like to thank, uh, as well as Planet Broadcasting, our network. We'd also like to thank people that support the show via Patreon. Patreon.com slash pod is where your little pledges every month keep the show uh, rocking and rolling. And uh, in exchange for those pledges, you get our undying love and also some gifts in exchange, including bonus episodes, uh, access to tickets before to live shows before other people. Getting a
2: watch. vote on topics. You
1: vote on topics. Matt does some newsletters sometimes. Is I good,
2: do. We can a, we pretty much do whatever you like. People don't People don't push it there too much. I'm always like, let me know what more you want us, want from us on the Patreon. What
1: do you want? What do you want from me?
2: And they're just like, hey, we just want to support you.
1: Yeah, we love you, you guys. You
0: guys do you. And it's like, ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> they're very you. lovely,
2: but I just feel like I want to give them more. Yeah. Anyhow, I want you to <laughs> give more. Yeah. Look, I've, I'd love to right now give give a little love uh, to a couple of friends, including Gurj Jeta from South Yorkshire. Wow, all of that's great, right?
1: It's an amazing name, an amazing location.
2: The Gurge was one of my favourite bands of the. Still, still, is one of my favourites of the nineties and the noughties. Regurgitator. Regurgitator. Because
1: in South Yorkshire, I don't know if Gerds would have heard of the Gerds.
2: I wonder. I'll, I'll put. I'll maybe I'll post a Gurge song.
1: Yeah, regurgitator, a very cool nineties Aussie band.
2: Yeah, they had great classic songs like "I Sucked a Lot of Cock to Get Where I Am" and uh, "Blubber Boy."
1: And what was that? Um polyester girl that was,
2: that was a big one that was a big one as well yeah and I like your old stuff better than your new stuff really good one uh, I'd also love to thank Chris Brockett from Randwick in New South Wales which is where one of the big race courses is in Sydney Randwick
1: good on you Brockett
2: on hopefully you Brockett. we'll be seeing you at, at the Sydney show
1: yeah we hope, we hope to see you there
2: um, Brockett, and we hope to see girls there
1: as well to be honest but I just don't know if he's going to be able to make it
2: they're a Brisbane band Dave let's get real <laughs> Pardon? No, I don't know. Chris Brockett from Randwick. He sounds cool, right? I bet he's in a, I bet he's a guitarist. Brockett rock, rocket. No, no, he's a he's an astronaut. Yeah. Oh, that makes more sense. No, the try, Brockett rocket.
1: We should try and guess these people's hobbies because a couple of weeks ago we guessed heights and apparently we were pretty damn accurate. We've
0: also guessed net worth before as well. No one told us if we
1: were right with my my net worth guesses
0: because they're, they're humble.
1: Yeah, no one wants to admit that they're worth 900 million euros.
2: So I think Gurge is a rock star and uh, uh, Chris Brockett is an astronaut.
0: Okay, great. Okay, Jess, who have you got? Can what? you beat
1: a rock star and an astronaut?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. So I would like to thank a name that I'm definitely going to mispronounce and I'm very sorry, but I'm going to give it my bloody best. Um, I'd like to thank from London, Zachary. Didn't. I got that bit right. Forte's Gom.
2: When are you going to mispronounce the bit?
0: (laughs) Say again? Don't make me say it again. Please say it again. Zachary Forte's gum. It could be Forte gum. What
2: do you think his forte is?
0: I think Zachary's Forte gum is uh, model trains.
2: Wow. Yeah. As a job or a hobby? (coughs) Hobby. Or a (laughs) jobby? Hobby. Hobby. Okay. Mm. Yeah. When I said Gurge was a rock star, that was his, he's making a living out of that. Yeah, that's yeah. not a hobby oh, film. Okay. And Chris Brockett, he—he's he obviously a hobby astronaut. He's a hobby astronaut.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. Obviously. Well, obviously. Well, I would also like to thank Benjamin McRobbie from Nottinghamshire. Oh wow! Benjamin Isn't McRobbie. Isn't that where Robin
2: Hood's from? Nottingham.
0: That's Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So, I think Benjamin McRobbie runs as a hobby a small. Souvenir shop. Oh, what kind of souvenirs?
1: Like a gift shop?
0: Robin Hood merchandise and Margot Robbie merchandise.
1: Wow. wow. Both. through yeah. the double there. The
0: double. But you got it. Yeah, that's what I think. Anyway.
1: Well, guys, I would like to thank some hobbyists, some professionals, some amazing people that support the show, all the way from Hollywood, no, Elwood, oh,
0: here in Victoria, the Hollywood of Melbourne.
1: The Hollywood, oh, it, it so is, it so is, and mm. I assume that Jesse is a professional surfer because of their life on the coast. Agreed. I would like to thank Jesse Britton.
0: Jesse Britton, thank you, Jesse Britton. What's Jesse's hobby?
1: Well, surfing.
0: Yeah. And okay. Collecting shells from the beach. No. Oh. Of turtles. Oh no, Jesse.
1: She. They. I don't know what the sex is. I think maybe Jesse... Oh, sex
2: is when um, a man <laughs> and a woman, or a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, or other combinations as well, um, love each other. Not necessarily either, um, but could. At least, generally speaking, they're in the same place. Not always, obviously, you can... With the internet. Have internet sex or phone sex. Um, look, it's hard to really... Narrow it down. I understand why you don't know what the sex is. Okay, great.
1: But I'm, what I'm trying to say is that Jesse maybe kills turtles and collects their shells. Oh my
0: god. Okay. Wow. Maybe.
2: I'm gonna. I'm guessing that uh, Jesse does not.
0: That's also my guess. Well, it's either a yes or a no, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We're, so 50, we're voting
2: 50. to. Well, I think we've actually made it sixty-six point six recurring, thirty-three point three recurring. There. Yeah. So. You know what I mean?
1: Fair and I would also like to thank, finally, from Brunswick, not far from where we are right now.
0: Wow. That is like where we thank,
1: are. I would like to thank Amy Devereaux.
0: Amy oh, Devereaux. Who I think
1: is a shoe collector. I okay. know.
2: Oh, well, that's interesting because I know Amy. And...
1: As do I, I don't know. She has a big shoe collection.
2: Oh, well, Nine, I didn't 000... know that about her. Pairs. Really? Amy
0: Devere has 9,000 pairs. She's what, very modest about it, though. What shoe size is she? Because I'd like to borrow them. Nine. Yes! Is that good? Yeah. Wow. That's my shoe size. Thousand. <laughs> Sorry. Nine That's thousand. That's a they're big feet. I yes. did not notice. Mm, she's got a warehouse. She hides it so well. Much like us. But thank you, Amy Thank Deborah. you so
1: much, Amy. We do appreciate that. You, you are delightful. a friend in life and a friend on the Patreon. And Jesse Britton in Elwood, thank you so much for... Uh, Killing supporting all those turtles. No, for supporting the show.
0: <laughs> but not turtles. You do not support turtles, Jesse Britton.
2: <laughs> How dare you? I thought I liked Jesse Britton.
0: Yeah, I was like, cool. Jesse Britton, that's awesome. No, I'm, it's really flipped here because I'm defending
1: it <laughs> yeah. You're great, Jesse. You're great.
2: Now good on you, Jesse.
1: Uh, thanks so much. You can get in contact on email on at gmail.com and at dogoonpod for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. But until next time, I will say thank you and goodbye. Later. Bye!
4: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is part of the Planet
0: Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbecasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's, it's up to you.